Welcome to C-Suite Radio. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Holy Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the podcast. We have a fantastic guest today, Nikki Blonsky. You know her from Hairspray fame, and we talk about that, just her career, what she's been up to, her new projects, her podcast, and just being in the general spirit of giving and kindness. She is an absolute delight, and I'm excited for you to check out the interview. Nikki, welcome into the show. Thanks for having me. I am excited to talk to you, Nikki Blonsky. You are a superstar, and thank you for coming on our <laughs> little show, uh, especially this close to the holidays, you know, and life is insane and busy, and uh, your publicist is the best for making this happen. How are you doing? He is amazing. What What's going on? Are you ready for the holidays? How do you celebrate the holidays? What's cooking? I, I usually go big with the holidays. I'm a big one for Christmas. I go, like, with the presents, direct uh, decorations, the whole thing, cooking. Uh, but this year is looking a lot different for me. I just came out to LA for work. So I'm out here and uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't have the cold weather that I usually have in New York. So it's kind of throwing me off. I'm not, I'm like, this doesn't feel like Christmas, but it's cool. I'm excited to be out here. Yeah. So are you working on a new project that you can talk about or is it Ziploc tight? Are we doing a hairspray reunion? What's the deal? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, no, it's, it's actually, um, it's a different movie. I'm really excited. It's a, uh, it's, it's a really different um, area for me when it comes to a uh, film. It's a, it's a way different role. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun. It's very, very important subject matter, especially, um, right now in the state of the world. So I'm excited to be a part of it. It's going to be amazing. I'm sure you're, you seem like you're very busy. You have all kinds of things going on. Is that normal for you, especially this time of year? Or how do you mitigate all of the madness? I mean, like I mentioned earlier, we're like a few days away from Christmas or however people celebrate and you're doing press still. I mean, you have to, you have to have some sort of magic sauce, right? <laughs> to make it all work. For me, I, I prefer to stay busy. The busier the schedule, I like it. Um, stack my days, interviews, stuff going on. I like to keep it busy and moving because when the business shuts down for the holidays, which is about to happen, it is so quiet. And it's so quiet. So we're all just like anxiously waiting for it to pick back up again. So for me, I, I notice I do get a little bit busier around Christmas time, especially because I do a lot of cameos and uh, personalized videos during this time of year. So it's really fun. It's like my own little way of, of getting my Santa on and delivering smiles if I can. So, but yeah, I like to keep it busy. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing a lot and spreading a lot of good and positivity, especially in the media these days and all your TikTok videos. Just you you keep so much going on. When you started out on this trajectory, tra trajectory, say that 10 times fast, we, we were first introduced to you on a public platform back in 2007 with the iconic hairspray, which was huge. What was that moment like for you? Because you had been doing things before that, but when you were given that particular role and that came into your life, how did that change you as an individual and as a human as far as an entertainer and that sort of thing? Getting the role of Tracy made me believe in, you know, your, my dreams coming true. It made me believe that anything is possible. And if you work hard enough and you put the work in and you have a dream and if you go for it, you never know what can happen. I believed in dreams coming true before Hairspray. But after, I mean, that was just like a billboard to me, literally just saying dreams do come true. And so for me, it it intensified my hope, my faith as an artist. Um and as a person as well, it built me up a lot of character, I think it added um, and a lot of strength just as a human being, because, you know, it's a it's an interesting business. It's not a it's not an easy business by any means. So I think um, Hairspray definitely was an amazing, amazing first experience. And I I thank God every day for it because it was just it was the best time of my life. I would say so. And before that, you had done some other things of notoriety. You were on Smash, the TV show, which was really cool. Um, you also did a couple other things, Huge, which was an ABC family series. You won an award for that and that sort of thing. I want to ask you this. And when I interview celebrities and actors, I always go, I'm going to ask this question and then I don't. But I want to ask you, so you are the guinea pig for this. When you are given such an iconic role or you have these iconic moments in your career and you do them, they're huge successes, they're lightning in a bottle. What is it like coming down from that high of, okay, now the old saying, you're only as good as your last job. How do you work through those moments? Do you go, okay, that was a lot of fun and maintain that high energy level? Or is it challenging for you as an individual to go, okay, now I have to do something else or find other work how do you work through that individually? It was a learning curve for me. I had never been in the business before Hairspray. So when I got that role, it was so massive. And um, I feel like while it's it brought me into the business and opened me up to so many new opportunities, it was just that new opportunities. So everything was new to me. I was constantly learning every day. And I found myself not wanting to let people down and, and wanting to do, you know, parts or roles or movies as great as Hairspray. And then I realized you can't compare anything to anything else. Like each role and each character and each, you know, film or TV show is a different experience. And it's just that a different experience for me, but also for the fans. And I think it gives people, I think it lets people see different facets of myself and of my life and my character and who I am as a person. And I think that's one of the most exciting parts about playing different kinds of characters for me and doing the work that I've done and like Ugly Betty and Smash is, you know, getting to be a part of these amazing shows, but playing characters that are just a little bit different. And I love playing different. And that's one of my favorite things. So 
for me, it's about different work and putting myself out there always and trying new things and experiencing different things and giving fans different experiences. Hairspray is an amazing experience, but there's so many more to be had. There is. Yeah. And it's hard to not live in those moments, you know, because they're so iconic and you always have to look at this when you're creating art and go, what can I do differently or what can I do to sort of push the envelope a little bit and 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 be better at my craft and that sort of thing and just go, OK, yes, I'm only as good as the last job. So now I have to go out and get somebody to hire me again and really just create different experiences. Unless you're one of those entertainers who gets like a 10 series 10 years run or whatever, even then 10 seasons, that's going to come to an end. I'm sure everybody who've, who's been all good things come to an end and you have to pick up, you have to pick up where you left off and you have to constantly keep going. I've, you know, I've been throwing a lot of curveballs in my career and it's for me, it's just about finding the next job and the next amazing character to sink my teeth into and get lost in and, that's what's currently going on is I'm just having so much fun with the new role that I'm playing because she's so different. Um, and that's always just so fun for me to play. And then it doesn't pigeonhole you too into certain things as a performer and shows your range and, you know, what you can do as an entertainer. Looking back, growing up, was entertaining always something that you wanted to do? Was a part of your life Did you always have a natural inclination to do this? Yeah, I was a very outgoing kid. Um, I was constantly singing, listening to music since the time I can remember. I mean, just it was constantly playing in the car. I Even now, I can't get in a car and not listen to music. Like, it can't be silent in a car. Um, So music has always been something so important to me, um, being a big part of my childhood. Um, And so I just found myself naturally performing and singing all the time. And then... You know, I started getting into the shows in school. And when I had my first experience on stage, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is a trip. I want to do this. I have to do this. And when I started playing like certain characters in high school, like Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd and Kate and Kiss Me Kate, playing these roles that are, you know, hefty roles for a high school junior or senior. But I think that's what prepped me for Hairspray were those roles in high school and taking it as seriously as I did. I took high school theater very, very serious, almost as serious as a sport as like a high school kid would take a sport. Like I, this, I was determined to make this my career path. Would you have done anything differently or would you have kept everything the same? I like to say that I I do live with no regrets. Um, Sure. There are a lot of moments where I wish I could go back and, and rethink certain things, but I can honestly say, no, it was just, it was, it was the way it happened the way it was meant to happen. And I learned from all of, you know, I had positive experiences from it. I had negative, but I learned from the negative and the positive are just so much greater. And so, yeah, everything has just been, I think the way it's meant to be. My grandmother had a lot of wise sayings, but one of my favorites of her sayings was Nikki, what's meant to be will be, you know? And I think there, that comes with also, for me growing up um, now, as I'm getting older, I don't know if it's maturing, but I'm just like, yeah, whatever will be, will be what's meant to be is going to happen. Yeah. I think that's a very important perspective to have as well, because if we don't have those perspectives, it can sort of throw us off a little bit and cause us to maybe 
backslide a little bit and not maybe second guess ourselves too on some sort of level and go, well, maybe I shouldn't have done it this way or shouldn't have done it that way. But you wound up where you were supposed to be. And it's obviously proven well for you. When people come up to you and ask you for advice and say, I want to get into the business or little girls or whoever reaches out to you on social media, boys, whoever, what are some pieces of advice that you give young people who want to sort of pursue the same path and same direction that you've taken with your career? I know that feeling that they have that, that performing gives them. And so I just always encourage people to follow that feeling of whatever fills your heart, whatever excites you, you're whatever you're passionate about, follow it at all costs. And it's not easy. This business is not easy. It's not for, you know, the faint of heart, but I will say is it's so worth it in the end. Um, when you're actually following your dreams and going for it, even as stressful and as crazy as it gets, nothing is as fulfilling as following your dreams. Cause at least I, you know, at least you can go to bed at night and say, well, I did everything that I could in my power today to get myself to the next step or to the, to the finish line or wherever you see yourself. So I think for me, I just encourage people to, you know, there are going to be a lot of naysayers. There are going to be a lot of people who tell you, no, you can't do it. But for every door that closes, I always say three more are going to open. And for every role that somebody turns you down for, you're going to get one. You know, you just have to keep at it and just, you know, keep your head in the game. The rejection level is quite high for your industry. I was interviewing another individual the other day who's on a very popular television show. And he was telling me that they say statistically like five to six thousand people come to L.A. every month to make it. And the average burnout rate is about six months that they last and then they go home. A lot of rejection. How do you handle the rejection, even though you've had quite a bit of success in your career and you go out and audition for something and they tell you, no, you think, oh, I was in this. I was in that. I got an award. And you kind of think some people might think not you necessarily that those accruements will help them. It might get you into the room, maybe, but it's not going to get you the win. How do you deal with the rejection, Nikki? Knowing that I didn't rely on hairspray to get me in the door or, you know what I mean? Like you said, it can, uh, projects can open other doors for you, but no matter how great hairspray was, once I get in that audition room, it's up to me. It's all on my shoulders. I have to put up or shut up and give an, uh, give the performance that they're looking for. And it's up to me to get the role. So I think that's the main thing that I remind myself is while hairspray was one of my greatest successes and blessings like it it's a moment in time and I have to keep going and keep pushing forward and moving my career into where I see it you have to treat it like a business you have to treat it seriously and always be honing your craft and just whether it's you know reading scripts or auditioning right I think it's incredibly important to remain humble as well um and to just know that yeah while we are carving out places for ourselves, hopefully in auditioning and, and doing the things that we want to do. It's a business where people are easily replaced. So you have to be true to yourself, be true to who you are as a person, make sure what you're putting out is authentic and it feels real to you so that you know at the end of the day that I'm just being me and nobody can fault you for being you. No, no. People are very easily replaced. Like show leads. I mean, it's funny you think that unless it's like contracted, but even then I think 
there's always those moments where you could lose something or be canceled or I don't know, the list goes on and on. It's crazy. What drives you? What motivates you outside of everything that we've discussed? What motivates you as an individual and gets you up in the morning and says, I'm going to keep doing this when you could easily stop? For me, I don't, I don't have a choice when I get up in the morning. I, I don't, I never give myself an option if I'm going to be happy or positive that day. I'm like, no, I'm just going to do everything in my power to have a good day and put out a good message and, and project light into the world in whatever way I can. For me, I also get up with wanting to make my parents proud. I want them to be proud of their daughter um, and the individual, not the actress that I am like that. If they're proud of that, great. But I want them to be proud of the job they did raising me. So I think if I'm just true to myself and like I said, and working my hardest to follow my dreams, like they always encouraged me, then I think that I'm remaining as true to myself as I can be. Yeah. And, 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 and what you do is, is such a fishbowl and people are always constantly watching and reporting, whatever the case might be. And I think you do a really good job of just moderating all of that and keeping it positive. You always are putting out these messages. It's great. And it's inspiring for anybody who is pursuing any kind of creativity or any kind of art, you know, to have those role models that are in front of you who have done it and can show you that it can be done, right? And maintaining that professionalism and just keep grinding, as they say, and making those people who are proud of you in your life, right? I think for me, I think it's it's maintaining the professionalism and, you know, I, I'm not saying I don't have hard days. I do. And sometimes it's harder to be a little more upbeat and positive than other days. But I, I was talking to my best friend today and I said to her, I was like, well, you know, it's better than the alternative. Like it'd be worse. It'd be horrible if we weren't here to go through these experiences. So for me, I would just always, I just try and find the positive in everything, a little bit of light in any situation. And just, I just always want to leave the world in just a little bit of a better place than I found it. Not that I found it in a terrible place, but I just feel like there's so many areas of improvement, especially um, you know, now the world just needs as much positivity as possible. hundred percent, especially now as we're going through this situation that really there's kind of an end in sight, but there's not, we don't know, you know, it's just one step at a time, one yeah. piece at a time. And you are doing an amazing job spreading light and love. If people want to connect with you and just learn more about you, obviously, if they haven't seen Hairspray, you have to watch that. But all the other, all the other amazing and the body work that you have, how can they connect with you on social media and the likes? Well, I'm on Instagram at Nikki Blonsky, N-I-K-K-I-B-L-O-N-S-K-Y. And then you can find me on TikTok at The Real Nikki Blonsky. And you can always catch uh, me on Cameo for personalized videos like that. And always, um, you can find me on my podcast, Nikki Nights, on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. So I encourage everybody to come on over and I just want to wish everybody a really happy and healthy holiday season. And here's to an amazing 2021, huh? Yes. And your podcast is amazing. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about that. People need to listen to that. We'll put links to her podcast in our show notes, which is a lot of fun. It's just, if you need a brightened day, check out her show and uh, it's just the best. Nikki, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Be well. That brings today's episode to an end. 
Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.